that time already it is it is that time already music by which to go to the dump that's, I, that's the one still don't end my sentences with prepositions thanks to mrs laravee my english teacher back in seventh grade at any rate it is that program joel here uh in for jack and uh, farmer dave in for farmer dave this morning you're doing a good job being farmer dave farmer dave i'm, I'm not going to be here for long oh i mean i'll, I'll be here for the hour Oh. But then, then as soon as I can, man, I'm headed to Tunbridge. Okay, I got the wrong, wrong sentiment out of that for a second. Oh, you will be here for the hour. Yes. But you will be here for long. Um, but it's, you it's, will be not in Waterbury for long. You will be in Tunbridge. Tunbridge. Holy mackerel. What's it, what's that Tunbridge? I ask rhetorically. <laughs> The World's Fair. Yeah, not just any fair. It's the World's Fair. Yes, yes. indeed. That it is. Yep, I've... Uh, it's the one that I go to. If I'm going to go to any fair at all, Tunbridge is the one I go to. I've been in Vermont long enough that as soon as I uh, got to... What is the dump program at the theme is still going. It's a long song, you know. But yeah, I, it is. You, I don't know the words, though. There are words to it, there believe are. it or not. Yeah, they were written by Paul Anka, but uh, the the music was used for or designed to be used for some motion picture back a hundred years ago. But uh, uh, no, no, it, it it just fit perfectly, perfectly for this program, which has been on longer than most of us can remember. Mister Squire would, uh, the our chief dumpster would uh, certainly remember when. Uh, the program first went on, but it was uh, many, many moons ago here at yeah. the Friendly Pioneer. But back to the Tunbridge World's Fair. Yeah, I, I went back when uh, I go back as far as when there were those other livestock shows there as well. In addition to all the uh, G-rated family wonderful things that make the Tunbridge Fair such a, a great, great uh, event these days. Livestock. That's an interesting term for those. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I used to work for a guy on the farm when, when I was 12 years of age. Yeah. And he used to go to those livestock shows, Joel, and uh, we ended up with a dog from down there, and the dog's name was Hoochie. <laughs> well, yeah, just just for people that might be guessing what the heck I'm talking about, uh, the barker, the uh, gentleman that uh, enticed you to go inside and check out these uh, exhibits would say, they're going to shake it loose like a bucket of juice. So if uh, you wanted to know what that was like, uh, that's exactly what uh, how 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 they uh, advertised it back in those days. At any rate, the Tunbridge Fair. So what do you plan, Syria? On a serious note, if we could be serious only for a second here on this program, uh, what what are your plans at the Tunbridge Fair today? Well, the, the first thing I do when I get down there, everybody knows, I go up on Antique Hill and I go over and I get the Apple Crisp. Oh, yes. Then yep. I work my way back down, and I'm going to get myself a large order of fries. Mm-hmm. Like old diabetic Dave here. <laughs> and then I think it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I believe, they have a, 
ox pulls. Oh and, yes. And I, I go because that's my speed. Ox pulls is not too fast, but just slow and steady, and they're always going ahead. Yep, I learned early on coming to Vermont. I mean, I, did, I was back in 1963 that ox pulls were different than taffy pulls. Taffy pulls was what they had at the fairs back <laughs> in the New York City area. That that was the big pull at the, whatever fairs taking place. Ox pulls very very different affair. Now I, I looked for a song for the Tunbridge Fair. We need one, and it it, it had to deal with ox pulling and stuff, but I couldn't find it. But I. There's another thing they do down at Tunbridge, and they got the, what do they call it, the beer hall? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I found a song that talks about the beer hall and the, the, the beer hall blues. Okay. So I believe uh, I believe we have that all set to go. Yeah, I, I do remember the beer hall. I saw many, many fine displays of pugilism by members of the population who had gone into the beer hall and then came out and, uh, well, seemed to be less inhibited. <laughs> it was almost an event into itself. At any rate, we're heading off to Tunbridge. One Saturday in September, just about a year ago, we loaded up the pickup truck and started on down the road with all our friends and neighbors who come from everywhere. We're going over that mountain to the Tunbridge Fair. Well, first we toured the fairgrounds with a hot dog and fried dough. We saw the grain hall and 4-H and then the girly show. The day was hot and dusty. We were thirsty one and all. So the obvious place to go to next was the Tunbridge Fair Beer Hall. Well, inside the beer hall, there were many sights to see. There were dirty old men, rednecks, and freaks, and my old man and me. We raised our glasses high and gave a mighty cheer. Here's to the WCTU, let's have another beer. Let's have another round, boys, let's have another round. Roll up your sleeves and drink that brew and lay your money down. When this day is over, your life won't be the same. Once you've joined that Tunbridge Fair Beer Hall of Fame. By the time we left that fair, we were faced and that's no lie. I mean to tell you here and now. We staggered up that mountain, got home and in our door. And most who came with us that day just passed out on the floor. Well, Sunday came, Sunday went, and I couldn't get out of bed. I could not get that pillow separated from my head. I started for the floor, boys, I was aiming for my shoes. By God, I had them Tunbridge Fair beer hall blues. Let's have another round, boys, let's have another round. from that binge and on the fourth day i announced i'd never drink again but fair time's coming up soon the time is drawing near besides i say them very same words at fair time every year let's have another round boys let's have another round roll up your sleeves and drink that brew and lay your money down when this day is over your life won't be the same once you've joined that
ain't that the truth. <laughs> the um, Tudbridge Fair Beer Hall, and is, that is still there, I presume. I don't know if it is. You know, you know. Oh, I just well, called you Jack. Joe. Is that right? Well, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> I'm waiting for the coffee to kick in here. Yeah, same here, same here. But at any rate, uh, music uh, by which to go to the dump here on WDEV, FM and AM, the friendly pioneer. We have a lot of fun. It's uh, been a long time since it's been one, uh, you know, one town, one dump. But then again, uh, we... We cherish the rich history here of uh, this program in Vermont, which was suggested by a listener to Ken many, many years ago when she said, you know, we have all these different programs. And that was at a time that we had so many different specialty programs, cooking programs and music for various things. And we had the dance party program for the kids in the evening. And he said, yeah, you need a program, you know, for Saturday morning when people are driving to the dump. Perfect, and it's the one program of that nature that has survived these many years. What are, we're in our 92nd year? My goodness. Well, what's on the agenda next, uh, well, Farmer be, Dave? Be, because we do equal time here, Okay. we just did a beer song, so we've probably got to do a weed song. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much in the news today, isn't it? Huh? You know, it was so much more fun. Joel, when it was illegal, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 lost some of its I don't know veneer. Yeah, yes, you yes. know, yeah, something uh, you know, you you just want to be a little, uh, yeah, you you want you want to live a little dangerously, you know. It's the uh, you know, I, yeah. I wonder if it was the same way in prohibition, you know, with bath bathtub gin and it, it probably was, you know, and, you know, you, you've got, of course, out on the deck, I've got my. Two mature plants, mm-hmm. and I've got, I think I can have four immature plants. No, these are peonies you're talking about. I, I don't know what an immature plant is, unless it's one that wants you to get high all the time. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yes, uh, and, and we're going to talk about that, because I noticed in the news, you know, that the Vermont Cannabis Control Board that makes decisions of this type has approved, has given final approval to the first three retail pot shops that will be opening up in Vermont, which I believe will happen in October. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into that uh, when, uh, you know, people were uh, and still are very much into their old wildwood weed. There's a great song about that, isn't yes, there? Yes, I think we should share it with our listeners if I can find the correct button to push. name of this song is The Wildwood Flower. Now, The Wildwood Flower is an old country classic. It's gained a whole new popularity. The song isn't any more popular, but the flower's doing real good. The Wildwood Flower grew wild on the farm, and we never knowed what it was called. Some said it's a flower, and some said it's a weed. I didn't give it much thought. One day I was out there talking to my brother And I reached down for a weed to chew on Things got fuzzy and things got blurry And then everything was gone Didn't know what happened But I knew it beat the hell out of Smith and Burley I come to my brother was there And he said, what's wrong with your eyes? I said, I don't know I was chewing on the weed He said, let me give it a try 
I spent the rest of that day and most of that night trying to find my brother Bill. Caught up with him about six o'clock the next morning, naked, singing on the windmill. He said he flew up there. I had to fly out and get him down. He's about half crazy. The very next day, we picked a bunch of them weeds and we put them in the sun to dry. Then we mashed them up and cleaned them off, put them in the corn cob pie. Smoking them wildwood flowers got to be a habit. We never seen no harm. Oh, we thought it was kind of handy. Take a trip and never leave the farm. Big old puff that wildwood weed. Next thing you know, you're just wandering around behind the little animals. All good things got to come to an end. It's the same with the wildwood weeds. One day, this fella from Washington come by and spied him and turned white as a sheet. And he dug and he burned and he burned and he dug and he killed all our cute little weeds. And then he drove away. We just smiled and waved, sitting there on that sack of seeds. <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear? Ah, it warms my heart. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and scars my lungs at the same time. How about that, Farber Dave, huh? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Well, I, what that, and that reminds me of uh, you know uh, stories that we've been reporting in the news, all over the news, and that is that the uh, Vermont Cannabis Control Board has approved three, the official approval of three uh, retail pot shops, which will open, I believe, sometime in October, and uh, one is in Williston, and uh, one is in Middlebury, and I do believe the other one is Rutland. And this, uh, as I say, it's the Vermont Cannabis Control Board, which was created by an act of the Vermont legislature, which created an independent commission created with uh, within the executive branch to safely, equitably, and effectively implement and administer the laws enabling adult use and medical use of cannabis in Vermont. And that's quite a charge, isn't it? That's a mouthful. Yep, and the three members are appointed by the governor and uh, a chair of that uh, three-person commission and two members. And there's also uh, uh, five leadership uh, members of a team and ten staff members. So you've got about 20 people altogether involved in this, uh, all under the uh, three-person cannabis control board. And they are charged with seven different, uh, seven different parts of their mission. And one of them is to, uh, regulate the use of cannabis with social equity in mind prior to, you know, prioritizing, uh, inclusiveness and in building the regulatory system, encouraging small local cultivation and entrepreneurship, local entrepreneurship to avoid having huge companies from out of state come and control the entire industry. Prioritize environmental stewardship, take care of our land and climate, on and on and on. Consumer protection. This is quite. This, My God, it was so much easier when it was illegal. Yeah, and but anyway, so it's all in the hands of this three-person board, created by a law passed by the legislature, 
and uh, which allows and uh, authorizes the governor to appoint these three people. I decided with, uh, you know, this knowledge of the importance of what this uh, group is of three individuals, the Verbot Cannabis Control Board, what, what they are charged with doing, it would be interesting to see how they do their work. It would be very interesting to see how this board works. So I actually went to a meeting, and I tape-recorded that meeting. Oh, my. So if, if, if you'd like to get a sense of how this group, this Cannabis Control Board, conducts its, uh, conducts its business, let's give a listen to the uh, – I think that – okay, I got the tape started. I think the chairman is just about to uh, call things in order and get things started. Let's listen. Roll another blunt. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh. I was gonna go to work, but then I got high. Uh. Ooh. I just got a new promotion, but I got high. Now I'm selling dope, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Child support, but then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Because I got high, because I got high. La, 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 la. I was gonna pay my car no until I got high. Say what? Say what? I wasn't gonna gamble on the boat, yeah. but then I got high. Now the tow truck's pulling away, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Sidewalk, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La 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 da da da. I'm 
I'ma stop singing this song because I'm high. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I know why. Yeah, because I'm high. Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Are you really high, old man? He really is high, man. Shoop, shoop, shooby doo wah. Get jiggy with it. Skippity bee bah. Oh, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Say what, say what? Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Because I'm It's like, I don't care about nothing, man. Roll another blunt. Well, I I think um, I I think um, the uh, retail use of cannabis is in good hands. That's uh, our for my. Our Vermont Cannabis Control Board's most recent meeting, at which uh, they also passed, also uh, gave the authorization for the first three pot shops, retail cannabis shops in Vermont, Middlebury, Williston, and uh, and in Rutland. And uh, as reported in the Williston Observer, <laughs> the future uh, you know, licenses that will be granted by the board will be uh, given out on a rolling basis. That's their words, which I, I find quite interesting. At any rate, uh, Farmer Dave, well, what what your thoughts? I'm 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 speechless. That's good. That's good. It seems like they got the right guys on the board, though. I think so. I think, think the appointments were well chosen. Do, do we still have sponsors? I um, I don't know. Let me push the button and see if any of them are still here. Did you know that Radio Vermont Group Digital Services can create videos including drone footage? We've even won awards for our videos. If you'd like to learn more and see examples of our work, go to rvgdigital.com. Radio Vermont Group, we're more than just radio. Yeah, uh, they're still with us, uh, at least for the time being. At any rate, music to go to the dump by. Where are we, Farmer Dave, in terms of uh, our musical endeavors today? I, I do believe... And, and this has nothing to do with being high. This this comes with age. Boy, tell me about it. And age or, or just, I'm, I'm at the, although I, I do have days that are better than others. I'll have days where I walk into a room and I go, why did I come in here? And I'll turn around and before I take a step, I go, oh, I remember now. But all the time, I'm looking I've, for I've reached keys, the point when know? I, yeah, when I walk into the room, I, it used to be that, why am I, why did I walk into the room? It's getting to the point now, I said, what room is this? <laughs> lived here, I lived here 57 years. I never knew there was this room. At any rate, I, I get your point, and uh, so does Tom Rush, I believe. I Modern believe. day yuppie blues. <laughs> I'm looking for my wallet and my car keys. Well, they can't have gone too far. Just as soon as I find my glasses I'm sure I'll see just where they are I'm Supposed to meet someone for lunch today 
But I can't remember where Or who it is that I am meeting It's in my organizer somewhere I might have left it on the counter Or maybe outside in the car Last time I remember driving Was to that memory enhancement seminar What's that far off distant ringing And that strangely familiar tone Must be the person I am meeting Calling me on my brand new cordless telephone I might have left it under the covers Maybe outside on the lawn And I've got just one more ring to go Before my answering machine kicks on Hi, this is Tom and your call means a lot to me So leave a message at the tone And I'll do my best to try to remember To call you back when I get home Tom, this is Gwendolyn And I'm trying not to cry But I've been waiting here for over an hour I thought you loved me This is goodbye sounds familiar <laughs> and the name that rings a bell <laughs> let's see now where was I one of his most popular songs ever and uh, Tom Rush we, we sometimes identify the, the people <laughs> and a song he didn't write and uh, perhaps his most popular song these days as his audience has aged with him and uh, you know aged gracefully I always like to say but boy doesn't that hit the nail on the head I'm just glad we can remember his name <laughs> that's true I had trouble earlier this morning yeah, when I was in college, Tom Rush, uh, all, all the uh, I, I picked up, tried to pick up a guitar and learn some folk songs. I learned chords so that a lady friend who really had a nice voice could sing, and I played guitar and everything. She loved Tom Rush, and she kept and I kept saying, "Well, you know, he sings cover songs. He sings other people's songs." But she just loved it. She, she said, I, I asked her, I said, what, what does Tom Rush have in terms of what I don't have? And she wrote on both sides of the paper. So <laughs> I asked for another piece. So at any rate, the uh, great Tom Rush, I tell you, one of the true veterans of that, uh, which started out as a folk music craze in the 1960s and now is just the heart of uh, Americana as far as I'm concerned. Don't miss, what I'm saying is don't miss a Tom Rush concert. He lives here in New England and is uh, never too far away from uh, where you and I could go see him play. Uh, let's see, what's next on our agenda? I, I see this um, What uh, Living Up in the North. We didn't schedule that one, but we do have a whole bunch of other songs. What? Do, 
Do we have that living up in the north? Oh, I do. I do have that right here because I did find that one uh, hidden among the... So, you know, we have records on vinyl. We have a couple of 78s here, the old acetate uh, shellac 78s, that, uh, you know, the 10-inch records with the big hole. We got some of those, them there CDs. I even think that there's a, a DAT tape, a digital tape, a couple of, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to play them at this point. But that, what really throws me, Farmer Dave, is the few songs that are floating around in the ether. And it's almost like you have to catch them like a firefly in order to play Why? them on the air. You know, or to catch a mosquito in your hand or a housefly in your hand. That's the way I look at it. But I did find this one, and I got it caged. Are you ready to hear it? I would love to hear this song. It pretty much uh, describes what, uh, what, what all of us around here are thinking these days. Let us uh, give it a push here. <laughs> Now, 
Oh, that's what I like about the North. It's nice to hear that one. <laughs> and um, uh, Farmer Dave, the lady that sings that song, I got a picture of her. And uh, all, she she's she writes her own songs, and uh, of course that's a parody of the old uh, you know song. That's what I like about the South. That was a hit in the 1940s. But uh, she plays the accordion as well. And the picture I have of her, she is wearing only an accordion. Now it's a not a, by it, it's a very big accordion. So it's she a, could have been part of the men of Maple Corners. That's right. Uh, it's a great great picture but i do point out it's a very large accordion so uh <clears throat> but uh, very interesting at any rate uh we this is music to go to the dump i think we should hear from our uh second set of underwriters that do make this program possible each and every week we keep time we keep trucking along and it's thanks to folks like this in decades past you opened a business hung out your shingle and the customers came today Hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. That's going to be a, an amazing weekend, this coming weekend, uh, when you're out driving and wondering why these incredible vehicles are just uh, sailing by you at breakneck speed. Uh, it's uh, the big national street rod festival, and they so like the Green Mountain State so much, it's not that uh, they pick Vermont this year and then they're going to be in Oklahoma. The, oh, they're here every year. They have been for the last uh, 10 years or so. Music by which to go to the dump here on WDEV. Farmer Dave, you do a fair amount of driving um, beyond just your tractor out there in the field. Uh, sometimes in that's because part- I can't afford to drive my tractor out in the field. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, and um, well, I guess we got we have a song that pretty much uh, talks about. Uh, well, it, it would the- be it'd be one of the things that I probably wouldn't like about the north. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad the folks that live there can deal with this on a day to day basis, and they 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 somehow seem to keep their sanity. Just just barely. I'm a New York person, and uh, I drive out just outside. I mean, I grew up in New York. I still, to this day, drive to where I used to live just outside of New York and take the train the last bit in. That's, that's how I deal with New York. And, of course, uh, a lot of people in this area are even more familiar with driving around Beantown, and I guess that's no picnic either, huh? Let me tell you now, folks, it's kind of exhausting when you're driving around in the city of Boston. Well, you heard the story that Charlie, they say, who got lost in the train and the MBTA. He's got nothing on me. I'm here to say I drive in this chaos every day. Get up in the morning about quarter to five because that's the only time it's clear to drive. Put on three seat belts and hope I survive. Say four Hail Marys that I make it alive. 
Hit the corner duck of donuts at 5 o'clock for the line that stretches around the block. There's a dope in a pickup without a clue. Ordered 39 copies for a construction crew. Turn the radio on for the traffic report, but they talk too fast and it's all distort. There's a seven-car wreck on the lower deck. Now Route 93 is backed up to Quebec. What the heck? is a parking lot and Storo Drive that's always gridlock every road to work it's more of the same so pass them on the right in the right down lane I look in the mirror and what does appear a tailgate is there hanging on my rear I don't flip in the bird or get into a fight just slam on the brakes he lost his headlights then a sucker mom there in her SUV yapping on a phone at a rotary then in my chagrin what happened next she bangs a Yui and starts to text we got dopes and morons, idiots and clowns. It's amazing how they find their way around. Some stiff in an outback Subaru with his blinker still on. Hey, you get a clue! Finally made it to work, and what do I know? The work day's over. It's time to go. Getting ready to leave. Afternoon commute. Back in the car. I think I'm gonna puke. Snow and the roads are slicker. Stady pulls me over. I don't have a sticker. I should have hit a packy for a bottle of liquor. Screw it. Next time I'll walk, it's quicker. Can't afford the gas. It's money down the hole. Paid $7.25 for a mass bike tow. Callahan Tunnel and Memorial Drive. It's all gridlock. How do we survive? I'm Boston Strong. I'm from this town. I keep a nice scraper in my car year-round. I'll never get home. Tell my wife I miss her, but I love this town. It's still wicked pisser. Well, as one who's trying to teach himself guitar, yours truly, that is the uh, guitar lick, uh, the guitar run from, um, you know, Hot Rod Lincoln, <laughs> which I can play, but only at about one-third the speed. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> Great little song. You know who does that? The li- li- listener called. No, and, I don't. Uh, yeah. We, as I say, normally don't mention the, the artist, mainly because most of the artists don't want their Don't, don't want to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Threaten lawsuits if we you do. Can, you can play my song, but yeah, well, so, don't tell anybody who I am. Yeah, right, or, yeah. or you'll hear from my lawyer. At any rate, uh, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out for our dear listener. And uh, let me tell you, every listener is a dear listener. You yes, know, we, they are. We, we appreciate every one of so. them. Yep, well, we, 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 appreciate, we love both of you. We, we really do. No, I think they're okay. important. The too. fact <laughs> that we can count them on both hands and still have fingers left over yes. speaks to the success of this program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably time for at, at least a... a an animal song, so to speak. We, yeah. You know, whether it's cats, dogs, cows, whatever, we mm-hmm. we, we got to get a little. So I, I think maybe we'll we'll see what the cats have got to say today. Yeah, I have a I have a cat. I love her dearly. I have a cat, dog, and birds. And never the never the twi- twixt shall meet, or however the saying goes, because it could disrupt the ecosystem in my house. But yeah, uh, so yeah, let's I'll I'll dedicate this to my Bengal pussycat, uh, Cleo. Yeah, the uh, Duchess of uh, Colchester. Here we go. Is that it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Ooh, 
of Ray Burke. Is that oh, wonderful? Yes. Great. Yes, I'm going to have to play some good saxophone music later on. For there you that. go. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll dedicate that to my cat, Cleo. My cat, Cleo, is a Bengal cat. I've mentioned this before. That really is a breed of cat. I kind of inherited her when her owner wasn't able to take care of her anymore. So not that I would choose a Bengal cat, but my goodness, she's half leopard, half Asian leopard and half a regular American house cat. But what a character she is. And I, uh, in my own fantasy world, I pretend that she's a big fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. There and you she, go. <laughs> she certainly was. And, oh, she, uh, she has a big Bengal, Cincinnati Bengals blanket, and she's got all kinds of Bengals things to sleep on. And I really think she was upset this past weekend when uh, the uh, Bengals lost to Pittsburgh in, in overtime, kind of a... Wicked game right there. And, of course, I'm a Giants fan. I don't think she was happy when the Giants lost when uh, a failed field goal gave the Giants a victory they perhaps did not deserve. At any rate, that's to Cleo. What, what's your cat's name? 
Sam. Sam the cat. It's, it's short for Samantha. Uh-huh. I, of course, I didn't realize it when I inherited the cat. I, <laughs> I called it Sam, and a few weeks later, Sam had a, a litter of kittens. So I figured Sam was short for Samantha. Yes, I would. Uh, I'm not all that up on biological things, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm adept in my knowledge to realize it. Yeah, probably a Samantha. Okay, and uh, do, do we do equal time again here to well, yeah, avoid this, controversy? Well, this is kind of a dog song, but it's, <laughs> it's it's more like a guy wishing that his girlfriend would treat him the way his dog treats him. Boy, I can <clears throat> I better not say anything. <laughs> okay, here we go. Is that it? Let's go. <laughs> never tells me that he's sick of this house He never says, why don't you get off that couch He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out I want you to love me like my dog He never says I need a new attitude my sister ain't always in a few When I leave the seat up He don't think that it's true I want you to love me like my dog does, baby When I come home, want you to just go crazy He never looks at me like he might hate me I want you to love me like my dog Thank you for suggesting that one. Oh man, wasn't that nice? Wasn't that's that nice? that's a good one. Now, mm. now the next song we got coming up is 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 uh, by one of the the men of Maple Corners, uh-huh. Louis Franco. And great, great musical I, treasure. I yeah, tell you, what a guy. I uh, I believe he was Mister February on the Men of Maple Corners mm-hmm. calendar, but I'm, I'm not sure. But 
I, I think it was his Martin guitar that uh, yes. kept him decent, I guess, on, on, in the photograph. I met him. Up, I think he was working at Concept 2. I was working up to LWI's up Ooh. in Morrisville. Uh-huh. And, I went, and, of course, I didn't recognize him because he had his clothes on and he wasn't behind <laughs> that great big guitar. But, yeah, right. That yeah. Guy, yeah, that guitar kept him decent in that photograph. It's a good thing he didn't play a harmonica. Cause then we, there you go. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, the ladies probably would have. But they, anyway. they might have got more money than the what, yeah, they're right. what, what they got five hundred thousand dollars. I think I they got for just that amazing, calendar. amazing national attention on yep. that, and they, they did a great job, great causes, and everything. But uh, so we this a, is a cow song. Oh, that's, Cause, there's cause another we, critter. We, we we gotta yeah we gotta we gotta do the critters. You're far so. for, far more familiar with uh, bovines than uh, a kid from the Bronx is. Let me tell you, I I, I always thought milk came in half gallon. You know, cartons until uh, boy, it'd be a know. whole lot easier if it did. If it did, if that's just the way they descended from heaven, that would be one thing. But uh, you got to deal with those big critters. And well, you know, if you're a cowboy, really, you you need a cow. There you go. Oh, you take her for granted. Treat her, Lord knows how. But if you were without her, think of where you would be now. You wouldn't have been, and you wouldn't have Jerry. You wouldn't have a Burger King or a Dairy Queen. What would Dallas call its football team? You wouldn't have a cowboy without a cow Oh, the cow is our friend A friend until the end She's so gentle and so pure She can even make manure You wouldn't have leather jackets Hot cocoa in those packets You might have tennis rackets But who needs them anyhow? Cause you wouldn't have been And you wouldn't have Jerry You wouldn't have a Burger King Or a dairy farmer so please don't harm her Cause you wouldn't have a cowboy without a cow Oh, the cow, she's our friend A friend until the end She lets us drink her milk but I cry over what we spill. I cry over what we spill. Oh, I cry over what we spill. Kind of brings a tear to my my eye. It does, don't it? it and um, yeah, every now and then we play a song that 
kind of stumbles upon an eternal truth that we all must recognize and ponder. I think that is uh, one of them. Yep, there you have it. You know, Joe, every now and then I get a letter from a listener, and I, I appreciate those. But it's quite obviously, this this letter I got last night was from someone who has never, ever listened to music to go to the dump by. It's... Uh, well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to read a little bit of it to you. It's, it's talk from about a, a baptism of fire. It's, a, it's, a, it's from an investment firm. Okay. And it says, I'm guessing congratulations are in order. Then it goes on, dear Mr. Graves. Uh-oh. You're probably wondering why congratulations are in order, and I have a logical reason for you. It takes skill, perseverance, and savvy to be counted among the wealthiest Americans. To have outsaved and outinvested your peers speaks to the kind of individual you are. It should also explain the exclusive nature of this communication. The wealthiest Americans I have outsaved and outinvested. Anybody that listens to this show knows that I live on social insecurity. <laughs> this goes on to tell me that there's uh, there's 99 He's got a guide. It's an investment guide. 99 retirement tips. Well, here's tip number one. You probably ain't going to make it do with social insecurity. Okay. And if this is the kind of research this investment firm does, <laughs> whose name I'm not going to say because, well, if they're any good, they've got enough money to pay for an ad. But if this is uh, the research they do, I don't know that I would want to do business with them anyway. Yeah. I'm still working on the Obama part there. You know, change... Mm-hmm. I use it. <laughs> All right. Having well, said that. You're not going to share the other 98 uh, tips oh, with that? No. I'm, I'm afraid it would put you to sleep. I really do. Well, it, I'm dealing. I, you know, I'm dealing. I get messages like uh, there's from an Ethiopian prince who wants me to send him $1,000 so that he can take a half million dollars out of the bank and send it to me. It leaves me scratching my head. I haven't, oh, I haven't written any checks yet or sent in my bank account number. Well, they, they got 99 retirement tips and a bonus. You can maximize your Social Security for retirement. Well, I didn't maximize it for retirement. I'm retired and I'm finding out that, well, it's just not there. All right. <laughs> we'll having, leave it at that. <laughs> having said that, Joel. Yes, sir. It's it's time. It's, it's my favorite time of the day. It's when I get to recharge my spiritual battery, hoping that I can make it through another week. And, well, I just love this song. Okay, well, I'm going to your... dedicate it to Kaya, because I know that Kaya likes this song. Put your hands on the radio, feel the warmth. Yes, let the spirit move you, dumpsters, because it is time for the hymn of the day. They want your sweet, innocent girls to take the booze so they can be enticed into honky-tonks by slick-haired vultures who prey on the flower of American womanhood. I say alcohol must go. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Won't you buy a friend of beer? When I saw you sitting there I was trying not to stare I weren't sure if it were you I didn't know what to do Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can't see you very clear Are you drinking? 
can see very clear. Are you drinking with the Jesus? Won't you buy a friend a beer? Does your head pound Jesus? Has hung over till you pass out of paradise to Jesus through holy blood and shot Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Won't you buy a friend a beer? Should we take a cab home, Jesus? Oh man, we can hook it from here. I know you can walk on water, but can you walk on this much beer? Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Won't you buy a friend of beer? Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. I tell you, you you must have perfect pitch. Well, I knew I know you pitch a lot of things with the pitchfork, but uh, you, you have to, very good, Farmer Dave. Thank you very much, and thanks everybody for listening. What's happening there? Oh, I think something else is. Is he still going? Nope. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you very much, Farmer Dave. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, um, you know, God willing, we'll do it again sometime. Yes, I indeed. I, I, I want to thank the listeners for spending an hour with, a, with myself and Joel today, listening to what I call the best hour in radio, music to go to the dump I heard each and every week at this time on WDV, in memory of Buster and Marie. Mm-hmm.